Hey guys, welcome into the Corked Up Podcast, episode Super Bowl edition. Finally, Frank, we fucking made it. 2022 Super Bowl, baby. I mean, it's been, it, it, the season at times felt like it was flying by. Then, you know, and then at times it didn't feel like it was flying by. And got all of our head coaches hired, got our draft process going. Frankie, I'm already thinking about what I'm going to do with 1 3, 1 5. I'm getting pumped. But, not too pumped because we still got to get to the Super Bowl, the big, the big dance. And Frank, I got to be honest with you, man. This is this is I'm 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 this is probably the most excited I've been for a Super Bowl since like Jesus Christ. I don't even know. It's I don't even know bit. if I can answer. Maybe I mean I was I was pretty hyped for Chiefs 49ers. I, I was just nice to get a fucking refresher from teams that I just couldn't fucking stand, you know. And 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 that's how I feel this year. I, I do not care who wins. I do not care who loses. But I'm I, and I I truly feel like we are going to get an entertaining football game, and that's that's all I want at this point. I do as well. I do as well. I think I'm trying to think. I I think you're right. I think for me as well, the San Francisco versus uh, Chiefs game was the last one I was like super stoked for. But before that, man, yeah. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one that I felt like this excited about. I mean, it's like it's fresh blood. There, there is no just like insert Brady storyline. There is no like I, no, I, I'm, I'm serious. Like we, we complain about the national media quite a bit because they just stick with these same things. They can't really do that with this yeah. one. Like the, the, the stuff that I've seen. Um, you know, my wife usually wakes up before me and she'll have on like ESPN and it's usually like, um, first take or the thing before that get up or whatever. And I just like see it for a couple minutes before I like make my coffee and start working. Um, but it's not like the same old, it's like they had to get creative with this one and that's, that makes me happy. And I'm hoping that, you know, they, you know, moving forward, they have to continue to do that. But I just think there are so many different angles or, or like layers to this because these teams are so different just in like terms of what the expectations were this year. Oh yeah. You know, the, the quarterback wise coach wise. And I mean, even like philosophy wise, we have a team in the Bengals that is still super young that really wasn't supposed to be here. And they're just riding this thing because their quarterback has just, and let me not discount the defense because when they it was their time to step up, they've stepped up. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, they just have a team that's stepping up when they need to. But then we have another team that is selling out to get a ring. They've traded a ton of draft picks to get the people that they want to get them in place because that's who they think fits what they want to do. And they're here now, you know. And I guess that's a perfect segue into do you think let's just stick with the, the Bengals first. Sure. If they if they lose this game, is this a failure of a season for the Bengals, for their fans, for the coach? So here's the thing for me. Instinctively, I want to say no because they are very young. It's Joe Burrow's second season. Jamar Chase is a rookie. Uh, they're, they have a lot of young pieces, a lot of young players, but – to me, you, you have a chance to win it all. You 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 have to. You have to win because everyone. Oh, Dan Marino will be back. 
no problem. Peyton Manning, he'll be back. He'll win another one in, in Indy, you know. All of these young guys, like, season, NFL is, is as great as it is because any team can turn things around super fast. Injuries happen, man. You never know what's going to happen. I, I wouldn't say – I think failure is a strong word, but I don't think it's one of those things where if they don't win, you just brush it off and you say, it's it's fine. You know, we'll, we'll – We'll be back. You know, there, there's plenty more to come. Like, it doesn't really work that way in the NFL. It's not, you know, it's not the NBA. It's not really even in baseball to a certain degree. So when you take an example from baseball, look at the Cubs. They were super young. They were going to be back more than once. Didn't happen. So I wouldn't, I think failure is, is not the right word, but I would say it would be disappointing if they do not win. And I would understand people who are disappointed. Yeah, no, totally. I think disappointment will be there. I think I land a little bit closer to no than you do. Because, because again, if, you know, if this was the Bears that were, you know, this exact situation, that would suck to lose. If they lose this game, it would mm-hmm. suck. It just, you, your, your team is there. You want to win it. But I also look at it like because they're so young and because there were really no expectations going into it, the fact that they have made it this far, this has given Bengals fans already so many memories. Yeah. So many things that they've never experienced before, even if they're our age, right? Like, I mean, this the, the Bengals have been a brutal franchise. Like, they didn't, they weren't ever really good. And then they had some solid seasons with Dalton and AJ Green and the crew, and the defense was solid, but they obviously just could never get past the first round. So, like, you know, w- without having that level of expectation, my answer leans towards no that it wouldn't be a failure at all but if people do come with the angle of like well they'll be back you can't think of it that way like that's just a poor way to look at it because you never know if you're going to be back or not but i mean this has damn near been magical for them because i mean even the way that the season started like they lost to the bears in week was that week two week two then they went on a hot streak. He threw yeah. those three picks and three straight passes. <laughs> yeah. And then almost fucking came back on us. Uh, yeah. But, and then they go on a hot streak and you're like, okay, maybe there's something. And then they go on a losing streak. And what were they like five and four or four and five? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, you know, sort of middling. Then they go on another hot streak. They make the playoffs and they're here now. So it's like, I just feel like they went through the ups and downs this season that th- this down will obviously hurt if they lose, you know, like. Make no mistake, Bengals fans are just going to be like, oh, it's all right. Like, let's we can get up and go to work tomorrow. Like, that should, losing a championship game fucking stings, man. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just don't think it, it, it can be looked at as a failure. Like, I don't think yeah. – I'm, I'm not the participation trophy award guy. If I'm in that game, if I'm playing that, my mindset is nowhere near what I'm talking about right now. If we don't win this fucking game, we, we failed this year. Point yeah. blank, period, if you're in it. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah. us from the outside, I think we, we can sort of uh, take a step back from that. But then I, I guess, I mean, the same question on the flip side with, with the Rams, a team who has sold out. They have no draft picks. They don't have a draft pick until 2042. I mean, this they sold out for this year and maybe another year to, to, to go ahead and get that ring. Is it a failure if they don't win this game? This may surprise you, but I'm going to say no. Even with that context of what they gave up, my, my reasoning is this. They did all that so that they could get to the Super Bowl. I think from that aspect, mission accomplished. I I just don't think you can realistically say, oh, we got Matt Stafford. 
the goal is to win a Super Bowl. Like, of course, that's what they're going to say. And and that's that those are reasonable expectations. But I, I, I just think in any championship game other than the NBA, because the NBA is just so different where you if you have the most stars, you're, you'll be fine. You're going to win more often than not, I should say. But when it comes to like the NFL, baseball, things like that, especially in a one game elimination, dude, weird fucking things happen. Hockey is the same kind of structure too. not the one game elimination, of course, but like just the more it, it there's so much more room in baseball, hockey, even football, obviously for random things to occur, right? Like it, David Ross makes a mistake behind home plate and you're like, fuck, this is it. Then he comes up first at bat afterwards and hits a home run. Like that's, Random. That shit doesn't. It, you can't predict that. The f- football, I think, is kind of the same, even though there's more controllable factors to it. I don't think it's a failure if they lose the Super Bowl. I'm sure, obviously, like you mentioned, Rams fans will be, and a lot of other people will probably say that as well. But I don't know, man. They might just be catching the best team at the wrong time. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. I, I would yeah. say no, only because I, they made the Super Bowl. That's that's what you, you you're just punching lottery tickets. You're hoping that, and and they obviously just kept buying more with the amount of you know capital that they were spending. They wanted players that they knew they could rely on instead of just trying to develop draft picks. You know this and that. So that's my thought on it. But I could be persuaded to the other end if 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 your argument is good enough. I'm definitely on the other end of that because. There is no, there's nothing to hang on to the way that the Bengals can. Even though we just conceded to each other that that argument of like, hey, we're young and we can be back, doesn't hold much weight. But it's a easier pill to swallow because you know you have a probably a top five quarterback right now, you know, and just a young core that yeah. we we potentially have more bites at the apple. The Rams are going to be the Saints eventually. They're going to have to just bite the salary cap bullet one year way or another, whether yeah. whether or not Sean McVay is still there or whatever, and he gets to rebuild the program. They have just, they don't care about the salary cap. They don't care about draft picks. So they don't have like this philosophy of building a team uh, or organically, I should say. They're, they're getting the people that they want. And with the rhetoric being, we are a quarterback away Jared Goff held us back, which again, I, I agree with that. Like that clearly came to fruition. And we said this, and I said this after week one, where the difference between Matt Nagy and Sean McVay is that only one of these coaches was being held back by their quarterback. And it's clearly Sean McVay because that offense looked fucking explosive in a way that it had not even in year one with Jared Goff, right? Yeah. Um, but this year to me, if I'm a Rams fan and even just me not being one is is a failure if they don't win it because you did all that for this year. And, you know, it's not even me saying it being hindsight 2020 because they obviously made most of these moves in the off season. I think the thing that capped it off for me when they said it's for this particular season was when they got Odell Beckham. Yeah. That was the stamp of like, we don't give a damn what happens in 20, you know, the, uh, the 2022 season. Um, and yeah, I, I just think, 
they're going to they're going to be one of those teams their fall from grace will be very quick because they can't continue to have these contracts on their team like it, it's right. just it's not sustainable people are going to get paid elsewhere or or they're over the salary cap and they're going to have to make these cuts eventually uh, unless the owner just literally has an unlimited about amount of money and can keep doing the uh uh the the signing bonus like converting everything to a signing bonus but right. You know that that even becomes unsustainable to a degree because you have to make profits, and you're not going to continue to make profits if you're doing that for 20 years. So, right? Yeah, I think, I think it would be for me. Um, you know, for it would be a failure if the Rams lose this game. This season would. Now, if they're back there again and they win it next year, I I I wouldn't. You know, um, that this year would still be a failure. But I guess what I'm saying is. It has to be, for me, it's like year by year with them. Their window isn't that big. These players aren't young. They're not going to be in the, I mean, Stafford That's may fair. not even be in his prime anymore. So it's like, let's just say they have a three-year window. Like, each year, if you don't win it, I mean, it was sort of the way I look at the Miami Heat, even though they were young when they had LeBron and Wade. But, like, every year you do not win a championship was a failed year for you. Getting there isn't enough. Yeah. I I, I get that. What I, What I would say is, I, again, I don't know if it I, – I, I can understand why you would consider it a failure, and I, I'm sure other people will as well. Um, what I would say, though, is they I, – I think there's, some, there's another argument to be made that they did all of these moves. They, they did everything they possibly could. So, like, that's how I that's, – that's maybe another way to argue that it's not necessarily a failure – because they literally did everything they possibly could to win a championship. Does is it going to happen? I don't know. But I don't think like as a Rams, like I, I understand where you're coming from in terms of of you know extending the window, things like that. But like you have to respect it at some like on some level where it's just like, fuck man, they just they literally were like, I don't, I don't want it, I don't care about draft picks. I want to win right now. So from the, and I guess you could even argue, well, that's why it would be a failure if they if they did lose. But like, I don't know, man. There's there's something to it where they literally they they did everything they possibly could to build a team that is capable of winning a Super Bowl. And I think that's pretty impressive, especially from when McVay took over to even how that team has has really changed. Even like Todd Gurley isn't on the Rams anymore. He was their biggest piece. And then, boom, they cycle it out. They get Cooper Cup. He's now an MVP candidate. Like, I, I think it's impressive what they've been able to do with different types of teams. I, I, I think that's fascinating to me. Oh, no, I, I totally agree. I, I agree that, you know, respect has to be given. And this is what I told you. This is sort of the same way I felt about Ryan Pace. I know he got those picks wrong, but I respected the assertiveness. Mm-hmm. I respected the that is my guy. I'm going to get him. Right. Right. Like, I will always respect that because you are – you know, you're not leaving things up to uh, chance in terms of acquisition. Like we could let Matt Stafford have his contract run out. Maybe he'll sign with us. No, here are the picks. We're going to resign. We're going to, we're going to resign you and, and we're rolling now. Uh, so to, from that angle, I definitely respect it. But again, the fact that ownership in, in the front office did sell out, that means that as long as this group is together and, and until like, if they get old, if they're just like old next year and it's just, you know, clearly like, you know, Von, Von Miller loses a step or Aaron Donald loses a step or whatever. That's a different story. But if, as long as they're playing at this high of a level and they don't win, I, I would look at it 
as a failure. That's not to say like how I said that the Bengals fans will have all these memories. The Rams fans will still have that. Well, but I think it's just a, a more sour taste. Let's, let's, let's than, relax a little bit because Rams fans don't exist. I don't. Well, that's, that's I don't true believe as well. that that's so. But so 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 Jack, I want to stick on the Rams side then because just like we said, the philosophies are very different. These quarterbacks are very different as well. Yeah. You have a guy in Matt Stafford who all the arm talent in the world. Uh, he does Mahomesian ding things on a regular, even before Mahomes was even in the league, which is the foresight of this guy is insane. Um, <laughs> but I mean, physically talented, Ugh. you know, doesn't even cover the things that he he does as a quarterback because he he's always had the arm talent. And I think the overwhelming sentiment about him is that the Lions just kind of did him wrong. Like when they had a good coach in Jim Caldwell and the offense rocked, they made the playoffs and he did his thing. And then when they didn't, when it was dysfunctional, no one would have succeeded in that environment. And But you could still see that he's a good player. Now, where do you rank him? Is he top 10? Is he this? It's hard to tell because of the situation that he was in in Detroit. So I guess I, I, I say all that to set up the question of, if he wins this Super Bowl, does that like really stamp him as a top quarterback of his era? I don't think he's like an Aaron Rodgers or anything like that, but maybe just a tier below that like super elite. If I'm being honest with you, I I don't think one ring really changes people's perceptions of him because I think the the reason that it's different than Peyton Manning winning with, you know, with with Indianapolis or Drew Brees winning one with New Orleans, you know, which is ironic because Drew Brees had to leave his team that he got drafted by to go play for a different team. And it just ended up being a perfect marriage. I think because the Rams are so talented almost in every spot, it was it's almost like Stafford they're winning with him, not because of him. And I, I, if I'm being honest with you, that's not how I look at it. Because if you want to say, well, they just needed a quarterback they could win with. I mean, Jared Goff is such a downgrade from Matt Stafford. It's like, yeah. it's like, well, I mean, you know, they got to the, they got to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. This team, you know, I could understand how people kind of see it as like, well, it's not really Matt Stafford. It's just kind of like, it's just a good team and they just put him in a really good spot. So for me, I don't think one ring really changes that where people are going to be like, well, he has as many rings as Aaron Rodgers. He has as many rings as, as Russell Wilson is, you know, like, I think it puts him in that argument. Sure, he's better than Russell Wilson. I, I, I could I, I could hear that argument. But I don't think it's going to be – he's not going to be elevated to, like, Big Ben, you know, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, like that type of level where he has the ring. That's all he his career needed because I don't think that's true. I, I, just, I don't – because he just didn't win – I mean, this is the first playoffs where he's, like, winning games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is the first time we've really seen that. So – his career was built on so much losing. And again, his fault or not, that's just how people, people really see it. You know what I mean? Does that, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. And I think, um, it, it makes total sense. And where I land on it, I think this is going to be confirmation bias to either side. Um, unless it's just one of those games where like, sort of like the, the Nick Foles, uh, yeah. Brady game where it's like, come on, dude, both of these guys did enough 
they were both, I mean, they both threw for like 500 yards, like cut it the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like, that's insane. Like that was probably Brady's best Super Bowl. He didn't get a win out of it. Um, and unless that happens, like something absurd like that, I think people, it's going to be used as confirmation bias. If you always thought he was just a loser and this, he, this team, like you said, like he was sort of winning with him instead of because of him, or he like elevated that level of play and he loses this game, they're going to be, they're going to say, see, he finally came across a team that was better than him and he couldn't do anything. But then I think the people who think like, yeah, Detroit just wasted years of his prime and look at him now. He's the fucking best quarterback in the league or like a top five, whatever, you know, quarterback and, and, if he, if they win this game, especially if they win this game and his stats look really good and they win because of him, you bet your sweet ass you're going to see first take highlights debating between him and Aaron Rodgers. You can put the money down on it now. Oh, I'm just God. telling you right now that's what's yeah. going to happen. Now, I where, where, I, where I lay on it is I, I think I do lean a little bit more towards the side that like Detroit absolutely wasted good years of Matthew I would Stafford. lean that way as well. Yeah, but... I, one ring wouldn't be enough for me to put him in the the Manning, the Breeze, the the uh, Rogers category. But he would be. It, it's it's almost like you you remember we had the conversation. I don't know if me and you have had. It's like the, the conversation about Paul Conerco. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's Hall of Very Good. Yeah, he'd be like, and a that's B, sort of where it would. B, yeah, like a B, B plus. Yeah, yeah, that sort of tier where it's like it's it's clear he's not there because he never really elevated a team in which those guys had. But he's he's not super far away. Like he he he'd you be right there a, for me. You could win a Super Bowl with him if you had a, a the competent team around, which is what we're seeing. What one thing else in terms of legacy, which it's not it's not really fair to him because it's not something that he could literally control at all. But there is something to be said about his opponent. He's not he's not taking down Brady. He's not taking down Peyton Manning. He's not taking down Ben Roethlisberger. He's not taking down Aaron Rodgers. Like, if he wins, he's beating a second-year quarterback on a team that many people didn't really think should even be in the Super Bowl to begin with. Now, if he if if it was Rams, Chiefs, and and he beats Mahomes, I think that. I think that ring means a little bit more, you know. What I, and again, that's not necessarily fair to him because it's not something that he can control. Who he, yeah. he doesn't control who he plays. But Eli Manning, the reason that those rings are looked at as so, is so important and so like just mesmerizing, is because of who he beat. He took down Brady twice. One of those was going for a perfect season. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like yep. those rings definitely mean a little bit more than than Tom Brady's ring where he beats the Rams and he only scored three points. You know what I mean? No, I I, I get what you mean. I know you're not necessarily saying that, but the reason why I would have a problem with anyone taking that angle and, and name recognition in sports can be very overrated sometimes. And I see it. I see it. I see it a ton in boxing where, you know, People want fighter A and fighter B to fight. They're both very good fighters, but fighter C beats fighter A, and then now they fight, and it's like, oh, well, he, you know, and then B beats C, and he's like, oh, he didn't fucking beat A, though. He didn't, but he beat the guy that beat the guy. Joe Burrow beat <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. I, I agree. You know but, what I mean? But, but I get what you're saying. The, no, the, the narrative will be there. The narrative is different because 100%. it's not, because Joe Burrow hasn't done what 
Patrick Mahomes has done, whether in terms of talent or just wins overall. He's, he's only been in the league for two years, yeah. Yeah. Which, which is what Patrick Mahomes, I think, did, right? He started quarterback one year and won a Super Bowl. Like, that's that's literally what happened. So Yeah. But, but, I, I totally get – I mean, that's that's sort of my problem. You you can spin things any way. I mean, again, we would be amazing grifters if we really wanted to in, in the sports world. We could – I, I mean, would give it – I would give that crown to you more than, than Well, myself. me more, but I would, I would cultivate the ideas to sometimes. help you. Yeah, you're, you're, you're me, right. You make but, me disgusted. So I want to look – I want to look on the, on the other side of the aisle at quarterback. If – win, lose, or draw here for – well, there's no draw, but win or lose for for um, Joe Burrow, he's a top five guy right now, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Brady, Brady is gone. Done. Aaron Rodgers is only getting older. I, I think we've all seen Russell Wilson for who he is. He's a really good quarterback, but not elite, I don't think. I mean, I, I don't know. What quarterbacks are you really taking over Burrow? Mahomes, obviously. Justin Maybe. Fields. Well, of course, Justin Fields. <laughs> But I, like maybe Justin Herbert, but I I think I would take Burrow over Herbert. I, I yeah, think the no, only no, Jack, I, take... I think the only guy I'm taking over Burrow is Mahomes, and I I mean another year that may I may even split my stance on that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean R- R- Rogers Rogers still gives you a chance to win a ring, but the age plays a factor in that. He's 37 or whatever. Like he's getting old. Is, is so well, are you talking? Are you talking? Are you talking to build a team around, or are you talking to try and win a championship? Because I think I think, I think, I think either or. He's in the championship right now. I, I would I would still say if you are building a team from scratch, I would probably say you still take Aaron Rodgers. Just just if you're if you're just talking about the player. Let's let's hold oh, on a right, second. Of course, if we're of course, just of talking about the player. Then I would probably start. I would probably I would probably still start with Aaron Rodgers. I probably would. That's cool, but that's fair. But again, it's a short list. Like the names that come to oh, mind immediately are one hundred percent. Like I, I, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and that may be it. Again, I'm not Justin taking Fields. Herbert. I'm the Justin Fields, and then you're. Why do you keep forgetting Justin Fields? You're. I I don't know. Dak it's Prescott. In my mind. No, you want no, Dak no Prescott shot. up there. No Ky- Kyler Murray. You no know shot. You want. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> but no, Taylor Hines? Like, so, but so, uh, he's he's got to be in the discussion. Hard worker, gritty. Taysom Hill? I'd let my daughter marry that man. You want some Taysom Hill action? Matt Ryan? What disrespect, uh, Matt Jack, Ryan? Jack, what, what, what are we doing here? Look, but so, but my question, my, uh. my, my question is here. So we've established he's probably top five. He wins this ring and they win because of him in this scenario. I mean, you're talking top two, right? Like with the, well, yeah. maybe top three. The debate would then be Allen, Mahomes, and Burrow. I yeah. mean, who else is in? Again, Aaron Rodgers is getting older. So I don't, that those conversations, he's beyond those conversations. He might be done too. He also may be done. Yeah. But he would be the fourth guy, obviously, in that. But like, does losing, does losing affect his status in that? No, no. No, you know, he's still, he's still 150 he's, yards, four picks, well, no sacks, yeah, offensive yeah, lines. Yeah, I mean, that, is that, that, that probably, so there is probably, a, so there is a performance that can, that can hinder where his standing. Yes, but, but if the team, let's say he puts up like 20 points and the Rams score 28 or 30, I don't think that that really hurts him. But if he, yeah, I mean, if he throws, if he has like a, 
just going to throw a name out there like a like a Rex Grossman game, you know, um, where he just looks like a piece of shit and he, he loses the, his team the game. Then, yeah, I'd probably say that that hurts his, his legacy a little bit. But I just think the fact that he's made it to the Super Bowl with this team, <laughs> like, man, the, the, this team realistically, like, and, and it's kind of funny, too, because you said if the Bengals, I, I think no matter what happens, and I think it's been happening throughout the, throughout the playoffs, too. If the Bengals win, people, casual fans alike, are going to say, oh, well, Joe Burrow won. You know, he's the reason they won. <laughs> In fact, like the defense hasn't really been getting the credit they deserve. But that's just how, how it goes. But that's just yeah. interesting on the Rams side, because if Matt Stafford wins, it's going to be, well, the, you know, that defense was nasty. Or Cooper Cup is just really fucking good, which he is. But it's just, it's it's interesting how how you know Jamar Chase goes for three touchdowns, three hundred yards receiving. Man, Joe Burrow just you know, he just <laughs> like him up. you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it's like it's, I it's, get it. It's it's, it's definitely narrative based. And I, I think the the last angle for me before we kind of get you know give uh, what we think is going to happen. Let's talk about the coaches really quick. Uh, Sean McVay, he's zero one in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Jared Goff, let's just call it, he was scapegoated for it. And and I don't think scapegoating necessarily is always a, a, a bad thing. Sometimes it's just true yeah. that he could have been the problem and the reason why they he couldn't adjust as a coach because he was handcuffed. And and let's just, you know, with, with thinking of that, let's just assume that that is true. Let's just move forward with that being the truth. It's not Trubisky and Nagy. Right. Exactly. They're not both bad. It, it, it's that the quarterback was really hindering what this guy wanted to implement and, and the vision that he had for the team. Um. With that being true in this in this scenario, if he loses this, well, I mean, what 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 are our what no are our narr- thoughts? No narrative changes to me, and and uh, no one looks at him any differently. People still see him as a top five head coach. People still see him as a guy that's an offensive genius. No, uh, no matter what happens. I I do not see a scenario where people talk about him like he's a bad head coach. Yeah, I think you, you if he loses this game because the the way that they will lose this game and the scenario that they do is him getting too conservative. Like I've had my worries with him. Him in the doing past. his him outthinking himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think he will be looked at at least for the now as this generation's Andy Reid because that that was Andy Reid in yeah. Philly and and you know. Um, in Kansas city with Alex Smith. Like that was what he was known for. It was like, obviously runs a well offense. He adapts very well, but in those situational, like uh, the, the, the situational points of a game, he either outthinks himself or he gets too conservative or he doesn't trust his offense all of a sudden. And he loses the game or, or it's a, a, a factor in them losing that game. And I think that's, that would be, but, but again, that never changed anyone thinking like, he, you know, Andy Reid wasn't a top five or at least right. top ten guy. Like he was clearly still a good coach, but I think that would be the book on McVay. I've been waiting for those rose-colored glasses to come off, like Sean McVay, like forever, and it just hasn't happened. Even yeah. after they sort of scored three points in the Super Bowl, like and didn't do anything offensively after the that those games, those crazy games they were having in 2018 before the Chicago Bears came to town and absolutely fucking whooped their asses. Um, but it just people just I don't know, man. They they just because because if they it, in my head if they do lose that way, I think people are like, well, if he just wouldn't have 
done this. Kind of the same thing with Kyle Shanahan, where if he would have just ran the ball, they would have won the Super Bowl. Still leaving that room for error, like this isn't just this. It's not this guy's fault. It's just that he didn't do. He didn't coach the way that we know he can. That's how I would imagine people sort of talk about it. Yeah, no, you're probably right. But then, I mean, on the flip side with Zach Taylor, um, I mean, what narratives have if he wins this? Because, the, the I mean, we were very low on him, too. I, I, I don't even want to say low. It still felt like there was just this unknown factor because the whole team was just bad. It was just like the roster wasn't very good. What is he? What what exactly is his philosophy? What does he do well at? We don't know what the fuck's going on in Cincy, and we had him very low because of that. Um, I mean, this year I think it's changed that perception wildly uh, for him for him to be able to you know get this team bought in, uh, and obviously having Joe Burrow helps. But I mean, is he like if they win this? Well, uh, win or lose, is he a top ten coach? Like, is he looked at as a top ten guy? No. <laughs> Well, I mean, where, where, where do you draw a top 15? Well, okay. So, so the, in terms of where people may talk about him, here, here's the thing that here's why I, I emphatically said no. I think no matter what, like I said earlier, even, even if the defense is the reason that this team wins, the only person that will get credit for this win is Joe Burrow. And and I'm not kidding. Like that's that's what happens. You look at you look at Jim Caldwell. Uh, you, fuck man, even Tony Dungy to a certain degree. Um, you know, Pete Carroll. Like some of these guys, they are basically only they, people don't look at the head coaches. And and it's the same thing with the Bengals. They're just not going to look at the reason that he is the reason that they won, whether that's fair or not. I don't think it necessarily is because like you talked about a little bit earlier, that defense has been really damn good. And, and the head coach, the defensive coordinator, they deserve a lot of credit for that. But people don't – people who are watching the Super Bowl, casual fans, they don't care about that. They care – they want to watch Joe Burrow because all they've been hearing throughout the entire playoffs is this 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 guy, this this – just say it how it is. This white guy dresses with wool swag. They like it. They like what they see. They like the nicknames. Joe Burr, which is a terrible nickname. Frank. Oh, I, I, it's it's really, really bad. Uh, but, but that's what people know. Um, so I think the overall perception will be that the Bengals won because of Joe Burrow, not really because of anyone else. I think you're right. That was my exact take on it as well. I feel bad for him because I do think he's doing a hell of a coaching job this year. I think I think we were wrong. I think we can admit that we were wrong, that he isn't necessarily the worst head coach and one of the worst head coaches. I, I would probably put him in the middle right now. If he can keep this thing going, if he, I mean, if he can keep turning out fucking Super Bowl with, with, uh, wins and rings and things like that, then, yeah, we'll probably have that conversation that he's a top five head coach. Right now, though, I, I would not put him up there now. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Regardless and I think, of what happens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, there's a scenario in which if he completely outcoaches Sean McVay, <laughs> that That's, I think there is a scenario in which that yeah. will, like, it's very clear that he's outcoaching this guy, like, situationally just much better. I think that the perception can change, but I, I don't know if that happens. That's the only way that it happens. Yeah. Is if he, if he drops, like, if he drops, like, a 40-point so if he drops 40 points on the Rams, 
Yeah. Okay. Fine. We'll have that conversation. But again, I, I still, the back of my mind says, even if they score 40 points, it's to Burrow, are, baby. Burrow. Yep. It's, yeah. It's no, you're Burrow. probably right. You're probably right. I mean, but I think, I think we can get right into it, Jack, because I think we both have the same pick. I mean, give me the Bengals. Give me the Bengals, baby. Give me the Bengals. I've, I've, I, uh, the Chiefs were the team that you and I from day one, from day one of this podcast, well, not literally day one, day one of the season, when it started, our rule was that we would not pick against the Chiefs no matter what. That's just not going to happen. We didn't, we followed that struggle, at least I did, the entire season. I know you did not, coward. Uh, <laughs> and... I'm I'm gonna roll with the team that beat the team that I said would I, I would never pick against. Yeah. I'm going with the Bengals. I am too. And and but, but let's make no mistake. We both picked the Chiefs, but we said if there's a team that could beat the Chiefs, like there's there's pathways here because this Bengals team is no fucking joke, and they already beaten them a few weeks earlier. Like yep. They can play like, you, you You know, we talk about the ways to beat the Chiefs. It's beating fire with fire. You can't play conservative. You can't settle for field goals. This is the team that can do that. And they did it. Um, yeah. And I, I just I mean. It's I, this is going to sound probably kind of meatball to people, but it's th- something th- this team just has this. It, and this may not translate into next year, but they have this it factor right now. It stems, I think, a little bit from Burrow. It stems a little bit from the coaching staff that just ha- they're playing with the type of swagger that, quite frankly, the Rams aren't. Like, yeah, they the Rams they won. They beat the Niners. That shit didn't look pretty. That shit didn't look good. Like the, I... the Bengals, the the Bengals, they got that fucking win against the Chiefs. I mean, like they, the, the Chiefs didn't lose that game. The Bengals won that game. The defense stepped up in that second half. The defense, the, the Chiefs got the ball first drive in overtime, shut that down, and they closed the goddamn door. Like they really won that game. You know what I yeah. mean? Versus like it felt like the 49ers lost that game against the Rams. And I can't shake that because I, I picked the Niners as well. I can't shake this thing with the Rams. Good team. You can't say they're not a good team. They don't have that it to it. And I don't, I can't shake that feeling of that. It's, it's just a strange thing. And, and I know like I, there's not a stat that I can point to, but if we've watched these, we've watched plenty of games of these teams this year. I know, I know I did. And I, I'm sure you did as well. I got a lot of texts from Packers fans being like, fuck man, we wasted, we wasted our shot. Yeah, because if they if they had beaten, I, I think if they they probably win that game. If I'm being I agree. honest with you, but which makes it that much funnier. It makes it great. <laughs> it makes it great. But yeah, give me um, give me the Bengals, and I think the biggest the biggest headline is going to be Sean McVay punted on fourth and inches at the fifty while they had a three point lead and gave the ball back to Joe Burrow. It's going to be something conservative. Like I guarantee it. That's what's going to lose them the game is him getting conservative in a spot. That he that he has no business being that conservative for is progressive offensively as he is. I I I buy it and and yeah I I agree. Uh, there there was some other stuff I know we wanted to talk about, but I think we can save that till till next time, Frank. Um, yeah, Jackie. Yeah, you know, halftime yeah. ha- halftime show. What are we thinking? We got the Dr. Dre special. I think it's going to be a little disappointing. Oh, I, I think it's, it's going to. I'm really excited I, for it. I, I, I know, and, and and I think that's why it's going to be a little bit disappointing because I just think there's going to be I, I think there's going to be too 
too much going on too quickly. I, I, I respect, unless they're all doing something together, which I guess is possible, I just don't see how that really meshes with each. I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see how they're gonna they're really gonna make this whole thing work. I'm sure it'll be I'm sure it'll be good. I just don't think it's gonna be as great as as everyone is like yourself pointed out. They are hoping yeah. hoping to do. Yeah, I where I struggle with it is there's a really clear and cool segue that they can do between Dre and Snoop and Eminem because they have songs together. So you can sort of like mix and get people in and get people out. I don't know where Mary J. Blige and Kendrick, specifically Kendrick, because the song that he has with M doesn't, wouldn't be a Super Bowl song. That song's no. not that good. <laughs> no. So it's no. like, but it would be dope if they all sort of had that, like just to show like the they're, Dr. They're Dre have, aftermath thing. They're, they're going to have they, something. They're going to have something all, all together. They, yeah. Of course they will. I just don't see, like Kendrick is the wild card to me, like you said, because I just don't, his style i feel like doesn't really it's not like stadium style yeah 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 like and 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 the thing like m's newer style isn't necessarily that way but he has the to like collapse he has the older stuff that is stadium ready even up to like recovery snoop is snoop probably the most recognizable name in rap dr he could literally not do anything that's that's what i mean like people would he could he he could just light a fucking blunt up there and everyone i I, that would be honestly the the more i'm thinking kendrick is the part that worries me about the show and i know everyone's like people have soured on marshall whatever you can have that debate with whoever but he has certified things he can get up there and perform that are gonna are hits that are gonna fucking hit I'll tell you what people people will be watching. People, oh yeah, it, it won't I hope be it's like good. I'm excited for it. it. It won't be like the weekend last year where where people were like, "What the his was fuck his was a little bit fuck? weird." I think I'm off the that? top of my head. The last one that I really enjoyed didn't Bruno Mars and Beyonce do one? That one was really good, right? There there were a few. Yeah, there there's always a few. I, I trust that they know what they're doing by bringing in these these you know certain people. And, but, no, just, but, so, but, but here's the thing, though. I think the other angle to it, and this is the last thing we're sort of getting, I'm sort of getting silly now, but that was sort of the first introduction we talked about on, on the Brian Flores thing of like getting a uh, minority to the table. Jay-Z was sort of that first big name of like, oh, he partnered with the NFL. that paycheck and ran. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, these guys are in the goat, on the goat list of rap the same way Hove is. They can't embarrass jay on this stage like i'm sure he's had individual conversations where it's like m the new shit do your thing you're not doing that you're performing you gotta <laughs> perform something off the eminem show and get in there snoop you could be as high as you'd like don't forget the words get in there dre come on man you came in this before me you know how important this is like i guarantee he's like don't fucking embarrass me in front of company we got ha- 90 million middle americans who fucking hate you guys already you gotta give them a show Okay. Brian Flores is just pleading. Please. <laughs> Please show them why we they should like us. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think that's a perfect note to have this podcast. <laughs> uh, make it cut. We appreciate no. No. We appreciate you guys listening to this podcast as always. Uh it's been a fun season. We'll see how this one ends. Um, you know, even with no games to talk about, we'll still have plenty to discuss, even with the Bears not having a first round draft pick. Um, you know, I know Frank really has been just dying to list his teams that that he wants Justin Fields to get traded to. 
uh, so that we can recoup some draft capital. He's been talking about it nonstop, but we'll have to get to that next week. Frank, enjoy the Super Bowl. Go Bengals. I'll talk to you next week, man. Go Bengals, baby. Later, Jackie. Later, everybody.